This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning, I'm Larissa Moore. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Friday the 8th of January. In your squiz today, the aftermath of pro-Trump supporters storming the US Capitol. Australia's vaccination plans are brought forward. Concerns for the well-being of Chinese billionaire Jack Ma. And the unusual member of a Danish children's TV show. This is your squiz today. What was meant to be a day of boring formalities as the US Congress certified the results of the 2020 election turned into one of America's darkest days as Trump supporters stormed the US Capitol, their version of Parliament House. One woman was shot and killed. Three others are now dead from the violence and protests. Former President Barack Obama has summed it up as a moment of great dishonour and shame, Claire. Lots of fingers being pointed at President Trump's role in inciting the violence. That's because earlier in the day there was a rally of supporters and he urged them to march on the Capitol saying that this is a time of strength. And then as the mob ran amok, he didn't do anything to condemn their violence. He actually went on Twitter and YouTube and Instagram and Facebook and said, we love you, you're very special. Uh, That, of course, has seen a wave of condemnation, not just from his staff, uh, but from figures in the administration, other senior loyalists and world leaders. That included Prime Minister Scott Morrison, who urged a peaceful transfer of power, not something you're expecting to hear when it comes to democracy in the US. The pictures and videos that have come out from the scenes yesterday are pretty astounding. The ramifications will be felt for weeks, possibly years to come. There's a lot of talk about the fact that Trump still has two weeks in office. That's exactly right. And questions about what to do with those final few days. Facebook has suspended Trump's accounts for at least the remainder of his presidency. They say that there's too great a risk that he'll use the platform to incite mob violence. But when it comes to actually Trump holding on to that position, there's some levers that those around him can pull to actually remove him from office and they're being considered at the moment. One that's getting a lot of attention are the provisions under the 25th Amendment that would see the Vice President, Mike Pence, uh, and other members of the administration uh, remove him. And while that is an option, there's also some political sums to do there. Uh, What they don't want to do is make things worse and incite more mob violence. So it's a very delicate thing. When it comes to the formalities, it did take until 4am in the morning, but Congress under VP Mike Pence did certify those Electoral College results. The next step is, of course, Biden's inauguration on the 20th of January. He has a big job in front of him and his team to start healing divisions in the US. Trump has now actually put out a statement saying he's committed to an orderly transition. Yeah, an extraordinary thing that he actually has to say that he's committed to that. But it is the first time he really has uh, admitted that he was defeated and that he will uh, exit that role. He also said, though, that while this represents the end of the greatest first term in presidential history, it's only the beginning of our fight to make America great again. 
big news back here at home was the confirmation that Australia's COVID-19 vaccination plans are going to be brought forward. The vulnerable and frontline workers could receive their first jabs as early as mid-February. It, of course, was scheduled for March, so it brings it forward a few weeks. That's because it's expected that our local regulator will give that approval to the Pfizer-BioNTech vaccine at the end of January and the Oxford-AstraZeneca vaccine is looking at being approved in February. The rest of us will start getting the jab after those vulnerable and frontline Aussies are covered off, uh, could be in the second half of the year. Meanwhile, Prime Minister Scott Morrison and state and territory leaders will hold a national cabinet meeting today to discuss new measures for international travellers, given the new hyper-contagious strains of the coronavirus coming out of the UK and South Africa, could include mandatory masks for all flights as well as pre-flight testing. Firefighters in Perth are set to continue battling a bushfire into the weekend. Hot and windy conditions are continuing to make things pretty dangerous. Emergency warnings will remain in place for several shires, Claire. Yeah, there's been issues around Perth with fires for all of this week. This fire to the north, though, uh, has the potential to really take off over the weekend with those rough conditions, local authorities say. Meanwhile, if you're on the other side of the country over in far north Queensland, heavy rain in the wake of tropical cyclone Imogen is expected to continue into next week. Chinese billionaire businessman Jack Ma is the founder of e-commerce giant Alibaba. He's known as a charismatic entrepreneur who speaks his mind. He's been publicly critical of Beijing in the past. He hasn't been seen in over two months, Claire, prompting a bit of speculation about his whereabouts and his safety. And we last talked about Jack Ma and his business endeavours when the Chinese government cancelled the launch of his financial services arm called Ant Group. Uh, It was going to list on the Shanghai and Hong Kong stock exchanges and it would have been the world's largest initial public offering. So it was a pretty big deal in business circles. But yeah, China cancelled that probably off the back of what Ma had said publicly about Beijing and the Chinese government and how they handle innovation, uh, particularly in the financial services world. So uh, whether he is in detention, it's probably unlikely, experts say. It's more likely that he's gone to ground and he's eating a bit of humble pie because he still has to operate in that Chinese system. Over to Denmark now, and this has to be one of the stranger news stories we've covered. There's a bit of outcry over a new children's show that's launched. It's called Dilliman. It's a cartoon about a man with a giant penis. <laughs> and uncontrollable as well. <laughs> uh, it can, though, do some useful things. It can perform rescue operations, uh, but it does get into trouble <laughs> from time to time doing things like taking ice cream from children. Yeah, it is pretty remarkable. It's on Denmark's public broadcaster and it's aimed at four to eight-year-olds. It's probably um, not too surprising to say that critics are horrified. Mm -hmm. Uh, But the broadcaster says that the main character, um, actually, it's all about him overcoming challenges and hardships. Uh, And it also shows that he listens. Some supporters say apparently there's a scene where a woman tells him to keep his penis in his pants, which he does. So he listens, which is nice, she says. I mean, a lot of that could also be accomplished without a giant penis in a character. But anyway, moving on. (laughs) 
It's Friday, Claire, which means we've made it through the first week back of 2021 and it's been a massive week in news. If you're feeling like you need a holiday already, then it's a bit of a public service announcement to tell you that if you plan your annual leave strategically, it's possible to get up to 48 days off for the cost of 20 leave days. Larissa, you're about to head off on mat leave soon, but <laughs> so I don't need to worry about you too much. You've got other things on your mind, but anyone else from the Squiz team that's listening, um, you've been blocked. <laughs> Yeah, from from this strategy. Yeah, 48 days you can get from just 20 days annual leave. There's some people in my life who plan their holidays really well. Not that we can go very far quite yet, but um, Mm. yes, certainly worthwhile looking at maximising your downtime. And we often finish up the podcast with talking about the email subject line. We're changing things up a bit this year. So if you're wanting to know which news story the subject line relates to, that song lyric that Claire comes up with, we'll be popping that up in a little quiz on our Instagram stories each day. So if you're curious, you can come and find us at The Squiz on Instagram. Say hi and see if you can figure out how Claire's musical slash news brain works. But Larissa, I'm going to tell you what it is today, and that is uh, The Land of the Free and the Home of the Brave, which of course is mm. America's national anthem, which ties in nicely to our Squiz Shortcut this week. Yeah, of course it does. You and Kate take a look at changes to the Australian national anthem in the light of that recent lyric change from Prime Minister Scott Morrison. So you guys take a look at how we actually got a national anthem and other changes that have happened before. There you go. Comes together well. You can find that episode by searching for Squiz Shortcuts in your podcasting app. I'll put a link to it in your episode notes as well. Have a good one and we'll be back with you on Monday. The Squiz is a free weekday email and podcast where your shortcut to being informed. Sign up at thesquiz.com.au.